0: All right, folks, welcome back into the high school huddle. I'm AJ Feldman. He's Carl Jones, bringing you everything and all things section five sports here on this beautiful Veterans Day. Well, it's a little beautiful outside, you know, we're, we're still hanging out to the fall weather uh, decently enough. I think this weekend is going to be a different story, but a uh, great weekend for high school sports coming up and uh, exciting news. Potentially, you are listening to us on Spotify right now. We are on Spotify, making it very convenient for you to listen to the high school huddle, just follow, subscribe. I don't know exactly what they call it on Spotify, but just listen to our show. We, we appreciate it very much. So we're on RochesterFirst.com with the full video immersive experience. You get your audio on Spotify. You listen to it on your drive to work. You listen to it when you're working out anything you want to do. You can listen to us on the go. So Carl, we have got a great week of action coming up for us. We are here for the sectional finals for football all classes getting going championship weekend we got friday we have the class d championships we have the a crossover game between the a1 champs the a2 champs that was a great week of action we'll get to it and then saturday we got everything else going on so let's get right into the action starting off with what we saw last weekend the class a championships i was at both of those games carl seen these teams all season long we had U prep Taking down the top seat, top seeded, unbeaten Brighton with a convincing, dominating the second half performance. They won forty to eight. It was eight to eight at halftime. You prep racks, racks off thirty two straight points. They bust out the curveball. Todd Gillum Jr. scoring thirty two unanswered points. They busted out the wildcat. It was misdirection. It was Mark McClary. It was Todd Gillum Jr. It was a suffocating defense. Got a couple interceptions there. Um, just a dominant performance Carl you got the chance to go out to you prep uh, earlier this week talk to them about their big win um, just a really dominant win for uh, for a really strong you prep team against uh, another strong team Brighton
1: yeah a, a very convincing win because obviously I was at a, a different game and just seeing the text messages from you I'm like wait really like I'm, I'm not surprised in I guess the result but I'm surprised in, in the fashion that it happened I guess you can say and um they were a confident bunch, and they still are a confident bunch, and I think that'll bowl well for them going forward um obviously, they have a bowl of talent, obviously with the names that you've named and and a bunch of others that you had that you didn't list, obviously, but uh, they're a confident bunch and it showed uh friday night and and hopefully that'll help them out in their upcoming game yeah Ray Kim, when you got a guy like Ray shaneer running back who really
0: doesn't do anything in that second half, you know Brighton was really keying in on him, they went with the wildcats uh really really um kind of carved up the Bruins defense. You got Sherrod Watkins at offensive guard, making big time plays causing disruption on defense and the Brighton offense just could not get anything going in that second half. Um, They were shutting down Taj Jackson in the run game. They weren't letting Brennan Klasgans do much of anything in the running game. And the passing game just couldn't find its footing um, on a cold Friday nights. You really just made them one dimensional and just Brighton just, it just started snowballing and they just really could not get anything going. Um, and then U Prep will be taking on, in the Class A crossover game, Canadagua, who uh, proved once and for all that they are certainly the Class of A2. We'll see if they're the Class of Class A, uh, with a 41-14 win over Spencerport. It was the typical Canadagua fashion. Um, Brian Boldrin throwing touchdowns, uh, big plays. Um, Ryan Gavette, Jackson Grant, Eric Platt. they just have so many guys that can beat you. And, uh, you know, Spencerport, they give them, you know, a decent run for their money in the first half, but just clearly uh, Canada was at a whole nother level. And um, Carl, we were talking about this before in this class A championship game, you know, Spencerport, Port, um, I would say they knew they were the underdogs when they took on Canada. you know, they're doing underdog things. They were walking up to the line slowly. Um, you know, the Spencerport offense is always on the ground, but You know, they try and carve up the clock. They try and shorten the game as much as they can. They start with an onside kick in the regular season matchup. They do things that an underdog needs to do to pull off a win. When Uprep plays Canadagua, they're not going to have that mindset at all. They're, I mean, you know, certainly they're going to, they're going to respect the heck out of Canadagua, but they're going to walk into that game thinking that we're the best. We're, we're sectional champs too. You're going to have to beat us just as uh, much as, as we're going to have to beat you basically. And I think that's going to really help them uh, taking on a team from Canadagua that uh, has looked just so dominant
1: all season long. Well, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, obviously the proof is in the pudding when it comes to Canadagua I mean, it doesn't matter uh, how, how it gets done they find a way to not just beat you but beat you pretty handily but talking to you prep uh, earlier this week uh, as you uh, talked about a little earlier they don't care and it's not like in a disrespectful way but they're 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 of the belief where you're good and they have they know that Kennedy was a formidable opponent and they're, they're undefeated and they deserve all of the hype and all the credit that they're getting but they also feel as if we're good too and you know they uh, I talked to Sharad Watkins a little bit and then talking about the earlier loss in the year to Brighton. He said, well, in our eyes, it was a fluke. So it really didn't you know, weigh on us too much. It didn't it didn't uh, it didn't affect us too much in that, in that capacity. So the rest of the year, we were out to prove that that wasn't us. And obviously, they there was uh, something bigger in that game, losing Jordan Jackson. So who knows if the emotions could have uh, dealt with that game. But they're a confident bunch uh, and it shows um, in their play, uh, not just like not just they're not just saying it's off the field to me and to other people they're confident on the field and how they play so obviously confidence can only take you but so far you got to go out there and still play the darn game and a a team like canadaigo is a team that you're going to have to you know give it your all but you know when it comes to the mind games and and, you know feeling like you don't belong on the field you prep is not going to have any of that
0: and you also have to play into effect a you know, you has some really talented players. Like we mentioned, Sherrod Watkins, you know, he might be the best player on that field. Uh, the most dominant player for sure, you know, Canadaigua they have so many different weapons, but nobody, um, you know, it's a compliment to everybody that they can have so many different weapons, but um, you know, Sherrod Watkins is the type of guy who can take over a game for both sides of the ball and Canada. They haven't played a close game really since, you know, the 2019 season, um, you know, Last spring, they really never got tested too much. Spencerport played them a little bit tough. Uh, East as well, played them a little bit tough, um, but nothing too crazy. This year, Spencerport, you know, they had, you know, by the time the fourth quarter was over in both of these games, was over. They haven't played a full, you know, they haven't needed to play a full 60-minute games is the way to put it. So, you know, it's tough to kind of, you know, turn that switch. You know, something's going to go wrong for Canada. Well, U prep is too talented for Canada to stay on schedule the entire time and just, you know, kind of roll through this game. So, you know, they have great players who, who do well at other sports, you know, um, lacrosse, they won, uh, um, you know, they've won a lot of games uh, on the lacrosse field as well. They've, they, you know, we're not saying they don't know how to play in big
1: games, but you know, it takes some getting used to for sure. 100%. And that's, that's in all sports, you know, just because you've been rolling, all year doesn't mean that every single game from here on out, it'll be the same way. When it when stuff hits the fan, how are you going to react? Exactly. Everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth, uh, as they <laughs> say.
0: Um, all right. So moving on to uh, later, well, at the same time, that'll be the Class D championship game. You've got Oakfield, Alabama, Alba taking on Ava. When these two teams played in the regular season, it was a 24-7 game with, OAE taking down Avon. Avon was at home. They were the favorites. They were getting all the state rankings. Um, OAE was kind of being slept on. That's not the case anymore for sure. Um, you know, OAE, they've, uh, last year it was time getting it done in the run game. This year it's Katie Brewster. They've got a, a strong, talented attack there. And um, it's going to be interesting to see if Avon can score enough to keep up with them. You know, um, OAE. They, uh, you know, against that OAE game, obviously it was 24 to seven with the loss last week against Alexander in the semis, just a 13 to seven win. So in the, in some of these tight games, you know, Alexander previously in the year 12 to 10 in some of these previous, uh, you know, games against these top opponents in class D, they've had some struggle putting up some points where, you know, you need to see if the offense can, can take them to a championship game against a really talented OAE squad.
1: Yeah, 100 percent And I think the thing that sticks out to me with, with OAE is as you alluded to a little bit earlier, their offense is explosive. I mean, 49 points a game is just ridiculous. I mean, I don't I don't care like what level of competition that you're playing against, seven touchdowns in a game is, is absurd. So um, you're gonna have to match that energy and you're because you're not gonna like completely shut that down, right? You're gonna have to find a way to uh to match that energy and find and pick your spots and uh and be able to. compete with that but another thing about OAE that kind of stands out to me uh, they're also a very um, opportunistic bunch when it comes on the defensive side of the ball three takeaways a game that they're averaging on the year is once again an absurd statistic and that's giving their offense that explosive offense more opportunities to go down the field and score so uh i I just feel as if avon is going to have to you know rely on their defense and rely on um their their own ways to be opportunistic and find ways to get the ball back because OAE as they've shown all year. Uh, they're a bunch that's not to be messed with.
0: OAE, uh, eight-man champs in 2018 and 19. Uh, so, you know, they have some recent championship pedigree. Now trying to do it at Class D uh, should be a good game uh, for sure. Saturday, our main events, a uh, ton of great games, uh, none bigger than Double A McQuaid, Aquinas. This is the third time in the last four years they've met in the sectional championship game. Uh, McQuaid has won two, two sectional championships, the last two years in the regular season game. Um, you know, well, well talked about, it was the lightning. It was the rain. Well actually it wasn't a ton of rain that day. It was just basically lightning, uh, at least uh, from where we were at St. John Fisher college. Um, this game will be played Saturday night at seven o'clock out in Hilton, where McQuaid was winning McQuaid won the regular season game 22, 21, um, we we expect nothing different from this game. I think the biggest takeaway um, when I saw these two teams play in the regular season is that Aquinas, you know, we said, we thought, Mc, we know, we knew McQuaid was, was good. We thought maybe, you know, a two touchdown game, you know, something like that, but Aquinas, I thought they just did a really good job of controlling the line of scrimmage. They've got some big offensive linemen. They can control the line of scrimmage pretty well. And, you know, that's the great equalizer in high school football and, you know, football at all levels if you can control the line of scrimmage, it makes your, your life a whole lot better on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, you can certainly ask Bills fans about that one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, Aquinas, they've, they've, uh, they've struggled at times this year, but typically it's been when they don't have Will Benjamin in the lineup. and. And, um, Carl, you were at their semifinal uh, win against Pittsburgh, a game that we thought would be a lot closer than it was in large part due to uh, to Will Benjamin just tearing it up out there.
1: Yeah, and I I love what you talk about giving the the big guys some love because football, as once again, (laughs) I think anybody in Western New York can kind of realize this now, it's all about the trenches. Yeah, I know that, you know, like Will Benjamin and Maje Giddens and and all the McQuay's litany of stars, they matter, and they're very important. But the trenches, this time of year, especially when you know what the opposing team is going to do, you've seen their plays, you've watched 12 games of film. So you can expect certain things that are going to come. But what you can't duplicate is the line of scrimmage. There's just nothing that you can just say, hey, I know that that guy's big, so let's find a way to scheme around it. Like, no, like if if that left guard, that center, that right guard, if they're just that dominant in how they execute their technique, there's not much you can do about it. So that's going to be, this is going to I, I I wasn't at the previous game, but I've seen both teams and both teams are very impressive up front. So I think whatever um, side of the ball up front is able to dominate and impose their will, I think that's going to be the team that's going to get the edge. And obviously, as we've talked about in previous uh, episodes, also, you're going to need your stars to be stars. So is it going to be Will Benjamin, Majay Giddens, or once again, the five or six guys from McQuaid uh, is going to be very interesting. And another thing
0: to note in this game, both starting quarterbacks, uh, first-time starting quarterbacks, um, they've they've both played well all throughout the season. But for you know Johnny Mahar over on um, the McQuaid sideline, Michael White for Aquinas, both have had really great seasons. Things get a little bit different uh, in the playoffs. You know, certainly. They had their first exposure to this big time game. You know, you get a rivalry matchup, packed crowd at St. John Fisher, a one point game coming down to the wire. That's really good practice for what they're going to get this time around uh, in the playoffs. Um, so, you know, certainly and that 22-21 game, another game where the extra points matter. The year of the extra point continued in that one. We'll see if uh, if it comes around this time around um also saturday night's class b championship it'll be a rematch of a great game in the regular season the car was out at hfl versus batavia um in that game batavia jumping out to a pretty good lead hfl crawling their way back in there once again another uh, year the extra point type of game where it was uh hfl wing 27 26 carl you were at this game you've seen both of these teams
1: before um just what are you kind of expecting from this championship game here uh similar to the class uh double a championship i expect another thriller i expect another game where it's going to come down to the wire and maybe you know extra points are going to matter in this one as well as they did in the first matchup uh but once again there's a bunch of guys on both teams that um that matter and that make plays i mean you go on hfl you got brody young zach Meecham. they're they're a duo that's uh, been tough to stop this year and then um, for Batavia, you got Aiden Anderson. Um, you got Jesse Reinhardt back at quarterback. There's just a bunch of guys um, that can make plays. And um, in the first game, uh, Batavia jumped out to an early lead and hit HFL in the mouth at home. Big crowd, great environment, as as I've alluded to several times on this uh, pod. But HFL did not back down. They found a way to uh, rally, come back, and, um, and succeed and, and, and find a way And and what I found interesting from that game, it's it's a small detail, but when you're the opposing sideline over there and the way the Batavia uh, Stadium is set up, there's nothing over there. Like, there's no fans behind you. Like, there's woods behind you. You're just over there by yourself. So there's no, like, this is y'all over there, and you got to just talk your way to come into that game to to not give up in no way, shape, or form. And and I was impressed. But once again, I don't think uh, Batavia is going to come into this game scared whatsoever so I'm interested and I can't wait to see the result of this one
0: moving on to class C it's going to be Bath Haverling as the third seed one of our rare um, I think it actually might be the only um non one or two seed to make the championship game as I briefly kind of look over my notes yeah this is the only only game where we have any sort of an upset uh on their way to the playoffs it was uh last week uh Carl you were at that game Bath Haverling taking down. Uh, um, it was uh, Leroy, right? I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm blanking there. <laughs> the Oaken Knights. Um, they will be taking on East Rochester Gananda at ten and zero. This game was actually scheduled for noon on Saturday. It's now been moved to seven o'clock on uh, Saturday. Um, a little bit of accommodation for the football for the football and soccer players for Bath Haver. Like I, I like the decision. I'm I mean it doesn't work well for our scheduling um, to say the least. But hey, if you've got People on the state championship, uh, hopeful teams, soccer and football, let them play. Let them try and do both. That'll be a crazy game for the guys they got there. Um, uh, but I think, I think uh, kind of the big, you know, theme of this game, at least, um, for um, the, the Class C championship game, can Bath-Haverling put up enough points to beat this East Rochester Ganonda team that has, you know, a Manny Sepulveda and uh, Chauncey Gilbert, they can really light up the scoreboard and, you know, Bath Haverling, they've kind of struggled to score some points in these close game and his close games, 14 to seven in that in that semifinal win, they have not played um, East Rochester, they did not play in the regular season. Um, They lost to Livonia in the, um, in the regular season, Bath Haverling did. So it'll be interesting to see if they can put up the points, Carl, you were, you just saw Bath Haverling. Um, and obviously, you've seen each roster going on all year long. What do, you, uh, what do you have to say on this matchup?
1: Well, for, for Haverling, the two touchdowns that they scored last week against LaRoy were explosive plays. And um, it was uh, about an 80-yard uh, play-action uh, touchdown mm-hmm. um, that um, J- Justin Yale threw. And then the next, um, about two drives later, he threw another play-action bomb. So, I mean, if, th- if that's the recipe for success for them, then they have to do that because they're going to, like you said, they're going to have to match uh, East Rochester's energy because East Rochester, they have the guys who, um, who are, who've been, who've been battle tested this year. I might, add, I may add, because they have not just dominated their way through every single game. They've been games. There's been games that have been close and they relied on those star guys, like Gilbert, like Sapovia, like Carter Lathrop back like quarterback that that helped them to, you know, all right, let's put the, put, put the foot on the gas. Let's get this over with. So I'm interested in that regard. Can, um, can Haverling find a way to, you know, dial up couple um explosive plays and keep them keep them within this one because they, they kind of struggled to methodically move the ball down the field against Leroy. So they have to find a way to either A, do that or hit on those explosive plays.
0: Yeah, East Rochester Gananda um, against uh, Leroy in the regular season, 18 to six. So not like they're putting up, you know, 40 on him, but I think I'm think I think I'm really got my eyes on Manis in this game. You know, he's just such a great dynamic threat. Um, it's not too often you get uh, such a high um, caliber receiver at the class C level, but he can take over games. Um, I've seen him a couple of times in person. He likes to smack talk his DBs. Uh, um, He's a real uh, exciting guy there on the field. I'm really excited to see what kind of a a championship uh, game performance he can put on in class C and then uh, eight man football, um, the red jacket division, (laughs) as we've been saying all year long, Uh, they have not played a close game. Will Fruisberg, uh, give them a run for their money. They did not meet, in the regular season. Um, but, but, uh, you know, we, we expect this to be a red jacket, big game.
1: We will see if Fruisberg can prove us wrong is basically what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we talked about it all your red jacket has the guys and they have gone out there and performed every weekend,
0: <laughs> especially, especially a game, uh, an A-man championship that'll be played at Calmum on the turf. Um, you know, uh, these these eight man sk- games usually, you know, on grass fields <laughs> might might turn into a bit of a
1: tra- <laughs> might turn into a bit of a track meet uh, for red jacket there. That's a big advantage. I did not know that. And wow, that that uh, they're an explosive bunch and putting them on track. I mean, putting them on a turf turns that into a track, like you said.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, we've said, you know, we talked about the, the eight man before. It's a lot of, you know it's a lot of get your guys out in space. Uh, you know, there's, there's not a lot of bodies out there. Um, if you can make one man miss, oftentimes you're gone. A red jacket has done that often this season. So we will have all those uh, recaps and uh, highlights for you on football frenzy this weekend, moving on to some other sports around the area. Um, I think the big one kind of uh, maybe what could be one of the biggest matches of the year, the most exciting matches of the year. We'll have all sports all season long, uh, Carl, you were at that one, Victor Penfield and girls volleyball, the top two teams in the state. This one essentially could have been the state championship game. Uh, we'll see, you know, what happens to Victor on the way, but Victor coming up with the win three sets to two rallying back. They were down 24, 21 in uh, in set five Penfield, one point away from winning. Victor says, nah, not on our watch. Uh, we're not giving up this crown that easily, and, uh, and the Blue Devils come up with an amazing victory on, um, on Saturday.
1: That was, like you said, if there's an SPs at the end of the year, that's definitely a top five uh, or top three uh, ma- uh, game of the year. I mean, it was, it was everything that you wanted in that game. It was, you know, star power on both sides and the bell for Pennfield and the Emma Works Meister show uh, for Victor. Uh, but I think the big takeaway that I had from that game, and I was behind uh, filming from behind uh, Victor, after the game, I realized they had 12 seniors. Penfield only had two, and it was so apparent in those last 10 or so points because at no point did Victor at least appear. They could have been shivering inside and could have been terrified inside, but at, at no point did they show or express fear, doubt that you know this game, like this title's over with because, I mean, let's be, let's be frank. You're one point away. I have to get the next four just to get a chance and nobody on that team folded or or cowered in fear whatsoever uh, and I think that goes to show you that the the 12 singers that they had on that team their experience they've been there before and the the, the moment wasn't too big for them they've been in a lot of situations and they say you know what let's get the, let's get let's get our crown back and they went on to just flat out dominate the next uh seven eight points or whatever and uh just a huge win for them and Penfield only has two seniors, so I'm sure they'll be back, um, but man, that was a great game, and uh, I encourage everyone to um, go check the highlights for that one, because that was just an uh, a game to watch.
0: Yeah, and, and you bring up a good point with the 12 seniors, because when you're on, you know, the other team has match point, it's so tough to kind of... You know get restrictive like you know go up for your head be like you know i i know i think i've got this you know this kill ready but i i gotta make sure this stays in i've got i gotta make sure you know we don't lose the point as it turns in terms of going out and winning the point um and, and like you said i'm a workmeister um you know big time players come up in big time moments um <laughs> You know, I, I raved last year, you know, even as she was a junior about how she took over that match. Carl, you were saying similar things about what she did uh, this
1: time around. Oh, my, man, I, I want to say it was the third set that they won. I kid you not. If they won, obviously, you need 25 points to win. I guarantee you she had at least 18 of the points. Like, it was just ridiculous. It was just like, you know what? We're just going to set everything to her and she's just going to find a way. to. Uh, she's going to find a way. And so that was just impressive uh, on her part.
0: Yeah, she ended up the match with 32 kills uh, term and MVP, of course. Um, they will get Frontier in the uh, the Far West Regional out of uh, uh, Section 6. Um, in the latest uh, state rankings, which came out uh, October 24th uh, from the New York Volleyball Coaches Association, Frontier, an honorable mention, uh, they ranked the top five teams. Um, so Frontier right in that second uh, tier. And the thing is with volleyball, you get um, a lot of these teams are actually playing teams from the buffalo area the syracuse area and these big tournaments they hold so i think uh the state rankings kind of have a little bit more weight than some of these other sports um so we will see you know victor penfield were one too we will see if victor uh gets tested uh, as much as they did against penfield because penfield is the only team to beat them all year and in all these tournaments they've been undefeated other than that so we'll see um if they, uh, if they can kind of run the table here and, uh, and make their way to a state championship game. Uh, and, and the other, uh, sectional championship games, it was, uh, Churchville, Chylai sweeping a in a, in a, you know, a, a repeat performance for Churchville, Chylai. They won their first sectional ever sectional title last year, take care of business and convincing faction over, uh, Aronda Coit in class a and class B it was Wayne, the top seed beating HFL. Um, that match was a really weird one. I was only there for uh, the end of set three and uh, all of set four for that one. but hFL they won the first one. Wayne was up something ridiculous. I'm trying to pull it up right now real quickly, but HFL came storming all the way back, and they almost did the same thing in uh, in that fourth set where Wayne was you know kind of in cruise control, but HFL you know grinded their way back in that one. So props for Wayne for not. Uh, You know, for being able to be resilient after losing those big leads Uh, in that first set, um, Wayne was up 23-12. HFL rallies to win 23-12 to a a loss in the first set. That can do a lot to rally your psyche, uh, but props to the Wayne Eagles for not uh, folding down on that one. So in the Far West Regionals, it's going to be Churchville tri taking on Niagara Wheatfield in Class A. And then in the Class B Far West Regionals on Saturday, it's going to be Wayne taking on uh, – well, it hasn't updated on the Section 5 website. So it looks like uh, maybe they still have to play that uh, uh, sub-regional game or crossover game, but certainly we'll have our eyes on uh, the girls' volleyball action. you have anything you want to say about uh, the Churchville Tri-Life show you saw on, uh, on Saturday?
1: Uh, once again, they, the crowd, the atmosphere for them – they travel. I think it, once again played a huge part in the result of that game. It, it was just how dominant they were. Uh, I think that's just the 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 theme of of the whole sectional. Sprint. They they never once a fifth set this entire sectional. Um, they swept. I mean no, not, I'm sorry, they didn't sweep, but they convincingly beat Sutherland, the one seed, and then swept around the court, uh, taking the season series two to one in that one. They just impressed me as the fifth seed going in this tournament and just flat out dominating. So shout out to the uh, to the churchville Chalai girls' volleyball team.
0: And then in, uh, in boys' volleyball, uh, the two top teams all year long uh, proved themselves in the sectional finals last night. Carl, you're at both of these games. Spencerport and Penfield, kind of the only time these two teams have been uh, tested super strongly all year is when they've played each other in, in, from Class A and Class B. Um, so we did not expect uh, anything too different, but Penfield and Spencerport both uh, repeat as sectional champs in boys volleyball um just a couple dominant performances by two dominant teams that we've seen all season long
1: very dominant i mean once again uh spin support especially um i think they won the first two sets 25 15 25 16 it was just one of those performances where all right we're the champs let's go in here and show you that you don't belong on the floor with us so that was just a a great performance by them and then also penfield did the same thing so um it was great Great action to watch, and shout-out to both teams for getting the job done.
0: Yeah, I've seen Spencerport a couple times this year, and I was at their sectional title game last year. They do have they, they, they kind of play with their food a little bit at times, but they have the great ability to just when – when it gets, you know, 2020 or, you know, 2019, whatever it is, they find a way to get those final points uh, every time I've seen them play. So um, shout-out to the Rangers uh, and the Patriots. They'll both have chances this time around. To make deep state tournament runs. Speaking of which, we are at uh, sectional or uh, state semifinals for boys and girls soccer. Uh, we've got Penfield and Spencerport uh, alive from the Rochester area. We've got a couple uh, in the smaller brackets, we've got some more far away teams uh, that we don't get to see too much, but Penfield um, coming out with a win over Lancaster. Um, that was a tough, grinded out win. They scored their only goal a little bit ugly. Um, they didn't really control the play too much. It was kind of an evenly played game. Then Lancaster gets a red card. Uh, they have to play the last uh 30 minutes with just 10 players, really took out the wind out of their sails. And then Spencerport in Class A. Um, it was only a 1-0 game at the half, but Lily Brongo and company uh really just took over, winning 5-0 over Grand Island. Um, we expect big things about out of uh Spencerport. Penfield, um in the in the state latest state rankings which just came out earlier this week they're uh, they're they are the lowest seeded team they're they're got the number four spot in the latest state rankings they're going to take on Massapequa in the semifinals who is currently ranked second in the state they are 18 0 and 1 this season um well Massapequa actually uh, they are the top ranked team of the uh new york state public high school schools association so Massapequa are the favorites. Penfield's got their work cut out for them in the the sectional semis. And then in Class A, it'll be Spencerport versus Rockville Center Southside. Um, Spencerport two in the latest state rankings. Uh, Rockville Center, Southside, three. Um, Both trying to potentially get a a, a chance to take down New Hartford, who was undefeated this year at 20-0. They have the number one spot in
1: the state. Yeah, so, I mean, for for both of those teams – you know, stay semis. You know, you worked all year to get to this moment. Don't let the moment get too big or too bright and just stick with what you've been taught and, 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 um, and, and, what, and, what, and what got you there, you know. So hopefully they um, find a way to come out on top again.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I was out to uh, Porter early this year, as uh, you guys probably know. They're looking forward to getting back to Cortland. It's been two years away. They're going out to uh, to Harry Tony's for, <laughs> for dinner on uh, Friday night. Uh, big uh, part of their tradition there. Um, so yeah, Spencer Port. I'm gonna be really excited to see what they do on the big stage. Um, because you know, it is class A, but a lot of these um Class A is kind of one of the, the powerhouses in the state, you know, they have just as many horses as in, in class double A. Um, you know, I think in the latest national rankings, I think three of the teams in this class A bracket were in the top 25 in the country, which is uh, pretty impressive. Um um, so, so I, th- I think this is going to be a great state tournament uh, for girls soccer, and then for boys soccer, we've got Hilton um, in the Class Double A semifinals. Their third uh, ranked so far. Carl, you you've seen uh, Hilton play a couple times. Uh, uh, we we like their chances to take down some of the top teams in these in, in the state here because they they had a really cl- Section Five for Double A was probably one of the strongest sections in the entire state. You had those top four teams. Bowling out all season long. So Hilton certainly battle tested as they make their way uh, down state to play in, uh, in the boys
1: state semifinals. Yep, They're battle tested. They have a strong defense, but at the end of the day, they got Cody Cavuto. So <laughs> if they can find a way to, you know, get him clean, get him some clean opportunities and uh, some clean shots on goal. I like their chances. Cause man, he's a phenomenal talent. And then the guys around him do a great job of um, stepping up when they need to as well. So yeah, um, the cadets have done their thing all year and I don't see why it will stop, um, in the semifinals.
0: Yeah. Hilton, uh, in the semifinals will be taking on, and I'm probably going to butcher this name, Memoronic out of, uh, section one. So, uh, fingers crossed. I got this right. If you don't, I don't know how many people from Memoronic, uh, listen to our podcast. So, um, they're not going to go on me too much, but, uh, memoronic they are ranked second in the state they actually jumped up from being non-ranked i believe they had a big upset of uh uh who was it I, I forget but they they jumped all the way from not ranked to being in the state rankings they're now number two so they must have done some good things in the sectional um finals there in uh, in section one um so that'll be exciting to see how that all shapes out as well carly have any last thoughts here before we uh we break the huddle here
1: uh just like i said with the uh the girls soccer uh Finalists or semi-finalists, I guess you can say. You guys have worked all year for this. Um, all the sprints, all the all the times that your coach has been yelling at you and, you and you thought you were right. You probably are right. He was wrong, but you still had to listen because he's the coach or she's the coach. They all it all comes down to this moment right here. Don't let the moment get too big, embrace it, have fun, and go get yourself a brick for the football, uh for the football teams and for the soccer and girls, girls and boys' volleyball. Go ahead and, and, and advance again. So Good luck to all participating parties this week. We will have
0: all your coverage on RochesterFirst.com and News 8 on 6 and 11 and right here on the high school huddle. Once again, if you listen to us on RochesterFirst.com, we thank you. We're also on Spotify, so we've got many ways you can see us. Maybe we'll be getting to some more, but uh, very excited to bring you all this, this high school coverage. It's uh, you know We've been saying it all the past couple of weeks. It's a great time to be a high school sports fan. Fall sports winding down. We've only got a couple more weeks left of this. Uh, Then we get to basketball. We get to hockey. The fun just never stops here uh, in section five. So for Carl Jones, I'm AJ Feldman. It is time to break the high school huddle. We will see you back here next week.